friends and a warm welcome to the Slow Living Collective. This is a podcast about slowing down, living seasonally and embracing an intentional life. So introductions, I'm Amy, I'm a 30-something mum of two, homemaker, home educator and allotment gardener and these podcasts are love notes from me, sharing the things that I sometimes need to hear myself as well. In these episodes, I'm going to delve into what it means to walk a different path, to stepping outside societal norms and embracing all the beauty that it provides. From educating our children outside of the school system, living in a small home by choice, surrounding ourselves with a life of intention instead of living a life by default. I welcome you to come on this journey with me and open your mind to maybe a different way of living. I hope you find what you're looking for within the words of these podcasts and I hope they speak to you in your own unique way. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Slow Living Collective and I am really so pleased to be back. It was so fun to be back last week on last week's episode where I talked about living with and finding your purpose and today I have a little helper with me, Beatrice, my cat. Um, So she often shows up on these podcast episodes so you often hear her scratching around or purring. Her timing is impeccable. Um, As soon as I start talking she's like, oh hi, oh hi. So um, yeah, she's the co-host of this podcast. Anyway, Today I want to dive into a topic which is kind of off the back of last week's topic Um, and although kind of separate as well and so last week we discussed in in the previous episode we discussed how we delve deep into our purpose and finding out you know what aligns with us and and what really doesn't and doing more of what aligns and less of what doesn't and it was a lot I know it was a lot and it was heavy and I'd be really interested to hear from you guys what what you felt what you found came up for you during that episode um I know I've spoken to some of you on Instagram about that and I love hearing from you so please if you want to talk about the podcast episodes I would love 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 to have a chat with you so you can find me on Instagram my username is at life on plot 44 and you'll find everything there about slow living simple living allotment growing parenting you name it you'll find it there it's definitely the behind the scenes to my life and so I know some of you um, that got in touch with me said, you know, you last week's episode was just incredible, some of the things it brought up for you. And like I said last week, it's going to bring up different things for everyone and everybody's purpose and the way they live their life is going to look so different from the next. Um, and so, yeah, I just wanted to, to, to say that and remind you really that it is totally normal for it to feel like a lot and... Um, it's a work in progress, so there's no time limit on this. These things. I'm still learning about myself, having undergone like uh, I feel like a bit of a trans transformative period uh, in 2022. I just yeah, I just feel like it's an ongoing process, and I'm constantly learning and growing. So if you took things away from last week and you're still working on them, just remember that 
just take as much time as you need. There is no time limit on finding yourself and finding your purpose. And yeah, just just dive into to that and, and feel it and just go at your own pace. So this week's episode, I wanted to, moving off the back of how we feel about ourselves and finding our purpose, I wanted to talk about our homes. And I wanted to talk about our homes because our homes are our sanctuaries and they often get sort of missed out in this whole process of just finding out who we are when they are a huge part of or a huge extension of ourselves. Like I said, our homes are our sanctuaries and it's probably no surprise to any of you guys listening that they form like this massive part in living a slow and intentional life. And I think when we're at home more, we notice more of the things that don't work for us. And it's a place where we can truly be ourselves. Now, I know some of you guys are currently taking my slow and intentional living course. And this week we are talking about, in that email, we are talking about creating an intentional home. And I wanted to bring that here as well. So people that aren't currently taking the course can sort of, have a little bit of an insight as well because I know when I talk about like a slow intentional or simple home people panic and they're like oh no 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 no! I don't want to be a minimalist and um me neither right I am not gonna pretend to you that I'm a minimalist I'm sitting here looking at piles of laundry oh my god um best thing about this podcast is I don't have no fancy setup I don't have no fancy microphone I am just me with my laptop sitting on my bed staring at the piles of laundry that I should be doing but hey that's life as a mama a homemaker uh, a stay-at-home wife however you want to term me that is my life just staring at piles of laundry however like I said intentional living starts within the home and so before we move on to, you know, other other topics that I want to discuss over the coming weeks about slow and intentional living, I want to talk about our home. And uh, minimalism often comes up when it comes to slow and intentional living, but I am definitely not minimalist. Uh, I don't want to be a minimalist. I appreciate living with less. I'll say that. But you don't have to want to own like nothing. You can still have stuff. It's completely okay to have stuff. But um, less stuff can sometimes be the goal because we tend to overfill our existence. Our homes are not a storage unit. We can go to IKEA as much as we like and buy storage solutions. But homes are not storage units. Our homes are our homes. They should be filled with the things that we love and anything else that needs like long-term storage, get it out, right? Unless it's absolutely uh, incredible, like photo albums, for example, they of course need storage. But you get what I'm saying. We don't live in, you know, a safe store. (laughs) We are not storage units. Uh, Our homes are not vessels to contain stuff that we maybe might need one day our homes are our sanctuaries and we should be filling them with stuff that we love that bring us joy that we need that are useful uh, or you know very sentimental to us but there is so much in our homes that we do not need we do not need it so let's talk about 
minimalism. I'm not a minimalist. I don't want to be. And and by that, I mean by its very strict definition. But I do want to embrace living with less and living with a lot less, actually. And it's been like a real uh, couple of years um, since the pandemic. I have been, you know, actively trying to have a lot less. I remember when we were told that we were going to have to be staying at home for who knows how long. The first thing I said to my husband was like, we had this awkward shaped dining room table. We were always falling over it. We never used it because it was always full of stuff. I was like, get that thing out of here because we live in a small home and I did not want to be spending an you know, this extended period of time tripping over a table. No, I did not want it. I was like, get it out of here. And um, it's never come back, right? It is down in my garage still because it's a good table and, you know, we don't intend to live here forever and it might have a use. Um, so, you know, I am just equally as guilty as, um, you know, as anyone of, holding on to things that I might not necessarily need. Also, my, my nan and granddad gave it to me. Like, I don't want to give it away. It's currently in the garage. It's holding boxes. I'm sure one day I will decide what I'm going to do with it. But like I said, I do embrace living with less. And I have decluttered. I minimise what I own so much. And I constantly actively keep what I own to a minimum for me. And this is such an important point. You don't have to want to be this traditional minimalist and only own like three t-shirts and no books and live without any stuff. Um, instead, it's about this word that I always come back to. It's intentionality. And you can use intentionality across your whole life, but particularly when talking about, you know, decluttering and living with less, you know, be intentional about the items that you have in your home. Do you need them? Do you use them? Do they bring you joy? Are they sentimental? If they don't fall in those categories, like, do you need to have them in your house? Do you really need to have them in your house? Because we're not a storage unit. Remember that. We are not a storage unit. And so you can think about the things that you surround yourself with and the things that you want to surround yourself with. And think of minimalism and living with less less about achieving this arbitrary point that you know of of things or arbitrary amount of stuff and that might not really suit your lifestyle and what you're actually trying to achieve you're going to be actively thinking about creating a life of living with less a life of intention and that's what it's about it's not about reaching this certain point where you know you have you only own two pairs of socks right most of us live in homes of some size you know we're not tiny home living or camper living or van living you know most of us have a bit of space to put stuff in but it's about it not being overwhelming and it's also about creating the right space within your home intentional spaces that can help you feel good and embrace this more simple life because let's be honest home is where we spend a lot of our time and it feeds our soul and when our home is a reflection of the life that we want for ourselves then we are better able to embrace that and who we are as a person too. What we do in the inside of ourselves, of our home, is then reflected back to us as the person that we truly are. I always say that you know when we're home 
we are the truest, truest version of ourselves. And, you know, I try and be authentic in every way, shape or form. But, you know, I the Amy that exists inside these four walls is not always the Amy that is portrayed in the outside world. And I think a lot of us would agree that that's the case. Like we have different versions of ourselves for different situations. And so I love that our homes and our spaces that we have around our homes are just this wonderful reflection of, of who we are as people. And to do this, we can think about how we bring intentionality and slow and simple living into our homes and how we create these spaces that work for us, that feel good and that have purpose. And so, you know, going back to that idea of, you know, the things that we have in our home and the spaces that we have in our home do they work for us? Do we do we need them? Do we want them? Do, do they make us feel good? Do they bring us joy? Or are they are there things around that are of sentimental value? Like those are the most important parts I feel when we are creating these spaces around our home. And I want to talk today, I guess, give you some tips on how to create these spaces around your home that will keep you inspired and keep bringing you back to who you are and who you exist as within your home. And one of the things that I have always done is just just taking a look around my home and seeing what works and what doesn't work. Like we all know when something doesn't work. I had a laundry bin that was just inside my bedroom door. It's really difficult to explain, but I have like this very narrow entryway into my bedroom before it opens up into the entire like rest of the master bedroom and it's just sort of like a I guess like a narrowish hallway and I had sort of put this like double laundry basket in there and I was forever banging my thighs like it's a soft like fabric laundry basket um but it does still have like you know fairly hardish corners I was forever banging my thighs as I came through the door and I was forever full of bruises and so I moved it out of the way. And um, I don't get so many bruises now. I still sometimes walk into it. But it's, you know, it's in a part of the room that's, you know, I'm less likely to be walking past all the time. So it's just looking at each room and then looking at the spaces within that room. Um, because each space is something in terms of the setup of the room, the setup of your home. And it's important that all of your home feels good and looks good looks good to you and when I say looks good I don't have to look perfect it doesn't have to be perfectly decorated it doesn't have to have this aesthetic but it has to look good to you because when it looks good and it feels good like you know everything else flows around it so you can take time to look at each space and look at each room and the spaces within it and work out what you want to achieve in each space and then ultimately each room. So like maybe there's a better way that you can use that space. We all have to store some things regardless of how little we own. Um, so think about what storage solutions will look like in any given area. Now like I, I keep going back to, we are not a storage unit. We don't need piles and piles of Ikea furniture destined to just store our stuff. But if you're anything like me, Things like in the downstairs of my house uh, where the kids' toys are, 
Like, I don't want to see them all the time. We have minimal toys out for the kids because that really, really works. Um, not just for our visual benefit, but for the way the kids play as well. When they have less, it's less overwhelming and they play better. And, you know, having just come through Christmas and having, like, an abundance of new toys for them arrive in my home, I can see that more than ever. And I absolutely know that toy rotation and minimal toys is the perfect solution for us and like if that sounds like you I urge you to just give it a try because I think you'll find that it creates such a better environment around toys and the mess of them because like I get overwhelmed when there's a lot of stuff around and so you know it's only natural that the children would as well and so I do have, you know, a storage solution for the toys downstairs because, you know, I just sometimes just need them to be a little bit out of sight and they're used all the time. So there's sort of like this, I guess, balance, isn't there, between toy, well not toys, between, you know, having stuff that's just stored and never used, it's just stored like in a storage solution like it could be anywhere um and then storage in like baskets and bins and stuff that you know you would you're, you're accessing fairly frequently so it's just that balance of storage I guess and you know sometimes you can store things better like toys to make it feel less overwhelming because if things feel overwhelming then you don't feel that great when things are messy and untidy and busy it doesn't feel as good as when things are clear so you just need to find that balance and so going back to we're not a storage facility you don't need to go out and rush and buy loads of new storage furniture and that's probably my biggest piece of advice unless it's absolutely necessary absolutely necessary and it will make your life easier and more organized or was already in your plans you can absolutely work with what you already have. And this is more ideal because this will help you actually narrow down what you want to keep and what actually you don't need and is expendable. Now, if space is of a premium in your home, and it always is in my home because we live in a small home by choice, think about what spaces you have that you can utilize. You don't have to do redo your whole house at once. Uh, but you can have a plan about what you might do over the course of the year. So we, we're very lucky in our house that it didn't need a lot of work doing when we moved in. Um, we have, you probably heard me mention in previous episodes, but we have like this ongoing cladding situation. And so unfortunately, um, because of some decisions that were made by some of the people that were in charge of our building, we have, you know, we're some of our walls are in a little bit of disrepair and um, until that that has been addressed it's not something that we can fix which is unfortunate so we have a few fairly large repair jobs to do um once this whole situation is done but hopefully it'll be done this year and we can get back to normal scheduling um but aside from that we te we you know we have things that we want to do around the house and we, I, I, I guess that we sort of take it like we do one sort of biggish 
thing per year, like we redid our kitchen the other year, my husband was very great and he did that, we didn't do anything really last year, just based on the fact because of this cladding situation, a lot of it would be quite fruitless, um, because we are going to have to do some fairly big work on the other side of it, so we didn't really do anything major in 2022, but we hopefully have some plans for 2023 and that's what I like to do like I can do like the minor stuff you know like the organizing and the decluttering all year right all year every year but some of like the bigger projects I like to sort of you know just one per year it's a lot of upheaval I'm a mum of two very small children my children are three and one and I you know I don't have a whole lot of time uh, I love decorating, I love DIY, but I don't physically always have the time to do it. And um, yeah, my husband is less a lover of DIY, shall we say? Um, but that's cool with me because I love it and I am happy to get stuck in and I'm happy for him to be parenting <laughs> while... I, you know, I'm bopping away and painting a wall, so I'm really happy about that. So, yeah, just have a plan on what you might do through the course of the, the year. Um, it doesn't all have to be done at once, it doesn't have to be all or nothing, it can be slow, it can be a work in progress, and it can just be like taking an area one at a time. Now, when we're talking about decluttering, obviously, like when we're talking about like renovation work. There is going to be some cost involved. But when you're talking about decluttering and reorganising, it doesn't have to be costly. You might need to buy a few little bits. You might need to buy nothing. Um, and remember that the goal here is to live with less. So we don't want to be bringing even more stuff into our homes. However, I know some people, myself included, feel a lot more comfortable when things are stored. So I don't love having lots of stuff out. I prefer it to be hidden away in a box. Toys, like I was talking about an example, they can be as messy as you like as long as they're hidden in a box, right? So some of us will just have less stuff overall and there won't be any need to store it. Some of us will have slightly more stuff and will be more comfortable putting it in baskets, boxes, bins, etc, etc. And making it look slightly better and it's going to be very dependent on who you are as a person. Now a good tip of mine for creating space, an intentional space around the home is using upward wall space or little nooks and crannies that you can be creative with and utilise. I've done this, so this property we live in we own but prior to that we rented for a year and you know when you're in a rental property there's very little that you can actually do to sort of improve, you know, your living situation. So some of the things that I did in there was just using upward wall space. And one of the examples of this is we had this very sort of bare kitchen wall, right? We had this counter and a bare kitchen wall. And the kitchen was tiny, really tiny. Like I have a small kitchen now, but this was tiny. And so I bought um, a small little baby bookcase um, which is quite narrow. We actually still use them now for the the kids' um, toy rotation, and we we put their toys out on this. 
but we used it on the countertop in the kitchen and it was like this sort of like little three shelf I guess like a little hutch and it looked really really good like I put my tea and coffee and sugar pots on it um, you can you know you can store cookbooks anything and so that looked really good and that was just a way to use what was just like a bare wall right and I if I'd have lived there I'd have probably put some shelves up but that's a great idea just using upward wall space and yeah you just using these like upward wall space or awkward parts of your home nooks and crannies all these little things you can find that you could really be useful in creating some just some unique storage or sort of just decor options as well um and speaking of decor it might seem like completely insignificant and you know we're talking about lessening our stuff so why would we be thinking about decor but actually the look and flow of your home is so important to the way you feel about your space and if you think about how each room makes you feel, if there's something you don't love, then that affects yourself, it affects you. And so you want to take a look at each room, at each space within the room and think about how it makes you feel. And if there's something you don't love, change it. It might be your furniture placement, it might be the colour palette, it might be the, the, the decor you've got in the room. Now, obviously, if you're going to do big changes, this does come with additional cost. But I think that you will find that you can achieve a lot on little to no budget as well. So often, just a simple refresh or a reorganize of your space around you will just help you feel renewed and feel so much better. You know what I mean. You know when you have like a deep clean and a good organiser of your home, everything feels so much better. Now imagine if you could bottle that and have it more than just, you know, once a week when the home is just organised after a big clean. You know, imagine if you could be like that all the time. It will really help you see your space with fresh eyes. And by recreating these spaces and looking at the spaces and how they work or don't work for you, I think you'll probably find that you end up decluttering a little more too. Because if you're anything like me, nothing helps expedite the decluttering process, like having that last pile of stuff that just has no home. Whenever I'm doing like a big declutter, I get to the point where I'm like, right, bin it all <laughs> because I'm just done with it um, and I love it when I get in that mode because that's when I do my best decluttering. So how can you get started with this? Just when you're around your home this week have a think about the, the room you're in, the space you're in, how does it feel, how does it feel inside to you, does it work for you? you feel like you have like one piece of furniture too much in the space I always have this joke that it doesn't matter how much furniture I take from this house there is always one piece too many and yeah always uh, I think it's just it's just the way it's gonna be <laughs> but anyway just have a think about you know, is there too much furniture in the space? Are there things in the room that you could do without, that you could move somewhere else, that you could declutter entirely? Does the space feel calm and serene or is there something that just irritates you a little bit about it? Because if it's irritating you, then it's constantly irritating you. You know, whether that's, whether you sort of realise that or not. Um, the answer isn't moving house, by the way. 
so many times people say oh we've outgrown our home so you know we're going to have to move somewhere else and I appreciate there are circumstances where that happens you know if you have more children you need to have you know an extra bedroom space eventually but you know for us we live in a two-bedroom house um, two-bedroom split level flat technically and we ultimately will want to one day offer our children their own spaces and uh, but currently they're three and one they need their own spaces uh, they don't even sleep in their own bedroom I have a whole bedroom spare so I'm not worried about it at the moment but so often we we believe that you know we oh we've got to move house so we fit more into a space but actually if we didn't have so much stuff what would that look like because I know that a few years ago like three years ago I would have said like we're outgrowing this space three years on I have an additional child and everything that comes with <laughs> the additional child you know more clothes etc etc um and we have never fit in our space better so it's not always about having to move house because something else as well is that you know moving house and upgrading comes at a significant cost so I know you know if you move you could move somewhere cheaper but like I don't want to move away from where I live I was born and raised here this is where my family and my friends and my whole network is I shouldn't have to move away <laughs> I shouldn't have to move like six hours away to to have an affordable place to live um so for us the importance is actually in our finances as well it's that we're not overstretching ourselves, that we're not taking on, uh, like mortgaging ourselves up to the hilt, that we have breathing room in everything that we do. And so, you know, to me, that's more important than, you know, the upgrade. Eventually we will move, but who knows? Who knows what that's going to look like? I don't even know that yet, so we'll see. Um, so yeah, just look around your home and and find out, you know, how it feels to you. Really think about it. Yeah, so just look around your home. Make some notes for each room. Figure out what works, what doesn't, what feels good and what doesn't. And slowly just start to just change things around. Declutter a little. Open up spaces. Figure out how maybe you could do things differently think about using the, those little awkward bits of space that you wouldn't usually use and how that can really add some value to the space that you live in i promise once you start doing this it seems like a massive undertaking but just slow and simple slow and simple it will win the race i promise this doesn't all have to be done in january this can be a long throughout the year process, just a little bit at a time. And I promise you will honestly start to feel better. Identify those spots that really get you back up and just start to think about how you can feel a bit better because your home is your sanctuary and you should feel amazing in it. Another episode is done and dusted. And I just want to come on and say thank you so much for lending me your ears throughout this podcast episode. I hope you had some great takeaways. 
Living and creating a small, functional, intentional home that feels calm and serene is something that I love. I could talk all day about it and I'm sure there will be future episodes where I delve into this in a little bit more, I guess. I'm sure I will. I'm sure I'll be back with more hot takes and tips at some point in the future. But for today, I hope you got something from this episode. I would love to see what you get up to around your home as you reorganize your spaces. So definitely tag me if you put anything on Instagram. You can find me at Life on Plot 44 and I share tons over there about my home, honestly, all the time. And just remember, our homes are not storage units. They are a space for us to live, to exist, to feel happy, to feel calm, serene and joy. Um, So let's ditch all the clutter and let's go into 2023 with a bit more of a clearer home, clearer life and a clearer mindset. I will catch you in the next episode. Thanks so much again for listening and I will talk to you guys soon.